Hi, this is Philip Water and Bernard Zimmermann. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In the series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. In episode 18, we want to continue deepening what we defined as conscious listening. In our last episode, we did a real deep dive into curiosity and building awareness as a foundation of conscious listening. But today we want to follow up on the levels of listening and in our next episode, we will cover how to ask questions. Philip, let's start with the levels of listening. Mostly communication experts or coaches talk about three levels of listening. We would like to approach it differently and look at four levels, if we can call it four levels. In our approach, this is not just adding a level, but actually looking at the three levels in a very different way. Yes, Bernard, that's absolutely true. If you take, for instance, CTI, where I did my own coaching training, they distinguish between three levels. You listen on level one, and then you expand into listening on level two, and then you expand listening onto level three. In the way that we look at it, I would say it's four different channels okay. that you are listening to, but each of these channels help you deal with curiosity in a different way. So yes, you need to be able to listen on all four levels to be able to work with it. So the approaches, let's say, at least from CTI, slightly different, but let me explain. Okay. On the first level, we are talking about what is actually said in a conversation. So in a sense, it's very cognitive. We are talking about the words, the content, the message, what is inherently in the communication that happens between two people or in a group online. So that sounds for me like the old model of active listening, where you have the different levels. So that's but the main channel where the messages come across. And then we yes. expand into the other channels. Yes, absolutely. Which means that in active listening, in the original form of active listening, I need to listen cognitively to what somebody has said about the content, about the message, work that in my brain, and then also give feedback to what I have heard. And if that loop is completed, that is what we call active listening. Now, mm -hmm. in one of our previous episodes, I said that we listen for three seconds, and then we start listening to our own brain chatter. Yes. Now, that is a different level, that, or let's call it different channel, that I will come to. But that means that if that happens, I don't actually listen to what is being said anymore. I mm. think I do, but I'm not aware of it. Yes. And the important thing is that we need to continuously bring curiosity back into it. So if we're on level one, then I'm listening to what the person is saying, and I'm interpreting it in my brain, and I need to become curious about that. Sometimes there isn't that much that is being said that allows me to become curious. Technique also helps in curiosity. Mm -hmm. But level one is pretty straightforward. Now, if we go to level two, it becomes more interesting. And please remember that if I say level two, 
you can also consider it channel two. Now, in channel two or level two, we're also listening to what is happening between the lines, what somebody is not saying, mm -hmm. what the silences are. And let's face it, in an online situation, there are many silences. And if we, for instance, tell people, put your mics on mute, we actually create that silence. And mm -hmm. by putting your mic on mute, and that is why both of us actually always ask people to unmute their mics, because that means yeah. you are consciously listening and you're yes. forced to consciously listen. Yeah, it keeps the interaction. I mean, the interaction on speaking and listening needs to have the open channel, just the interruption yes. kind of shutting off, shutting on, etc. I think is just a disturbance that doesn't help you in interaction. And it doesn't help you just to be at a certain level of awareness and what you just described in level two on noticing what happens between the lines because they're just closed down every time you mute yourself. So apart from what happens between the lines, we also need to be very cognizant of body language. Interestingly, in normal communication, we don't see our own body language. But if we are in a virtual situation, very often we can see our own body language. And we need to be aware of that. But we also need to be aware of everybody else's body language. And that means we actually need to be very aware of what's happening in many, many screens. You're saying we need to be aware of the body language of others. But very often I hear people saying there is no body language in an online meeting. I don't think that's true because you have body language. I mean, the head is part of the body. And I think that the, the head can and even the hands when you use them bring the rest of the body language back into sight rather than being shut away. You're absolutely right. Body mm. language in a virtual situation is just slightly different. Maybe we don't see the finite details that we would if we are sitting in a face-to-face -face situation directly opposite somebody. But as you say, I'm watching you right now and I can see your hands move. So from the way that your hands move, I have a very good idea of what you are saying and the intention of what is behind that. But if we have 15 screens in front of us, we yeah. have a very clear idea of who is involved, who is busy playing around on their phone, who is actually talking on the phone, who is on mute, what is happening. So yeah. just from a very quick glance, body language also means, let's say, all 15 screens, what is happening? Are they there or are they not there? Mm -hmm. And that gives us an indication of what is the energy in the room. At the time we were recording this, there used to be a function in Zoom that Zoom would tell you if a participant wasn't paying attention because it was tracking their eyes. Now, at the moment, that function has been discontinued because that's seen as an invasion of privacy. Mm -hmm. But in my book, you don't really need that because if you are aware, you see that yourself. And if you outsource that awareness to the technology, you are becoming less and less aware of how to really show up when you listen. Because the most important thing for me on level two is the energy, being plugged into the energy of the conversation that is happening in the room. You know, and I, I said it in a previous episode, and I'll say it again, there's this great German expression, wer fragt führt. The person mm. who asks the question leads the conversation. And if you are the only person who is talking, that's a monologue and that's not mm. a conversation. 
The last thing that we talk about on level two is pacing. How do you see pacing? The way I use it, if I feel there needs to be time for more thoughtful reflection, I consciously slow down mm -hmm. and even take myself a bit lower in the volume. And if I think we're done, we can move forward, we can create more steps and, and, and go to the next level or to the next point of the agenda, I just then speed up and people notice, oh, okay, right, there's a time that Bernard is speaking faster and he's coming more forceful into the discussion, uh, then people notice, ah, okay, there's a change. We need to be a bit more faster or we have time to think and reflect. That is so true. You know, it's the pacing that also has an influence on the curiosity because if mm -hmm. in your pace, there is no space for curiosity. Listening is not going to happen. And all that will happen is it will become a monologue and the pace of that monologue will just increase. Pacing is so important because sometimes we ask a question and we just have silence. Mm -hmm. And that silence makes us afraid of, oh shit, I asked the wrong question. And actually that silence is powerful because it allows the other person the space to reflect and to think about that. And if we come with a different question, we stop that process. So having that space is really important. Absolutely. I think that's the same for whether you're face-to-face -face or online, because I always say, you know, you need to give people who are more on the introvert side of the spectrum the space to think. They don't talk about their thoughts. But in the online setting, because we have less signals, I think we need to be more conscious about leaving that space there. And now just bear with it or even enjoy it. Yeah. What you said is really important because for me, one of the most important muscles in listening is asking questions. It's for me an inherent part of listening. And it comes in here because if you notice in the body language of others, you can notice a, que a question. For me, it's almost mm. like it's written on somebody's face. Mm. Now, if you don't ask a person, Bernard, what do you think when you see that? You're ignoring them because you mm. already have the information. And the mm. thing is that if you really do this and you do this often, you start noticing when the question arises. It's almost like you can see it bubble up in somebody's face, even online. Mm -hmm. And as this happens, you say to them, it seems like you have a question and they're, wow, the question is not even there. And he's already asking me, what's my question? Mm. It tells me that I'm being listened to and I'm being heard. And that is very powerful in making that energy happen. Absolutely. Bernard, I think it's better if we break here and continue with level three and four in our next episode. What do you think? Let's do that. So here is the question we would like you to reflect on for our next episode. When you're having a conversation with someone, try and stay aware of whether you are really listening to what they are actually saying or to what you think they are saying. Here is a hint. If you interrupt them before they have finished saying something to give your own opinion or a solution, just ask yourself, who have I been listening to, them or me? That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well.
But finally, before we go, if you'd like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on LinkedIn.com, Bernard Zimmermann, contact, spelled C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philip Witter. We're both based in Germany. Or connect via email at philip at burta.net or bernhard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com that is c-o-n hyphen t-a-c-t hyphen international.com We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.